0: This episode is sponsored by Bigger City. Thank you so much for supporting us and helping our show to grow.
1: welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we love to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in not-so-sunny Hollywood. And today, I am a very, very wet boy (laughs) sitting underneath (laughs) an atmospheric river bringing gallons and gallons of water to California. It's lovely.
2: Hello, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And yes, um, atmospheric river wider than a mile. I'm crossing it in style someday. Oh, but uh, (laughs) doing it like
1: George Washington style.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No,
3: I'm Trevor Keyes I'm a super chub and I'm a, I don't know. I've gone from the ocean to the atmospheric river. I was on a ship. I'm on land, but it's still wet. And I'm (laughs) uh, just a little soggy today. And my name is Michael Willer. I'm a chubby chaser, and
0: I, I'm I'm not there. I'm not so soaked. I'm more damp. It's just sort of drizzling here. <laughs> it's not too bad. I'm appreciating the the variation in weather because usually it's just sort of blue skies all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dan Trevor, don't think we haven't. It has escaped our notice that you guys come back from the ocean and you bring it with you. Like, <laughs> just, it ahoy it followed there. me home. <laughs> Hello, dear listeners. Thanks for coming back. Uh, We want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors and affiliates over at Big Fig and Bigger City. Thank you so much for helping us stick around. Thank you to our Patreons for helping to keep the show rolling. And uh, we have all sorts of special treats for you up on our Patreon page, uh, including a new Chaser chat coming out in the near future. That's yep. right, boys. Uh,
0: we're going to be recording it in like six days. so. Yep. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be an (laughs) in-person extravaganza, including Mm -hmm. the recording of our Valentine's episode, which this episode will go live about four days before we record our Valentine's episode. So if you if you listen within those days and you want to submit your questions last call for questions, this Mm -hmm. is your last opportunity. Um, we have gotten some great ones, so it's, uh, we've got plenty to go on, but we could always go for more. And um, just a
2: reminder, we're looking for questions about chub chaser relationships or representation or things you do in bed, things not to do in bed. How come that keeps <laughs> happening in bed? Cause it's Valentine's day, which apparently <laughs> is celebrated too. horizontally. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> stories are fun too. If you have, if you want to just share an experience, it doesn't have to be a question. Um, okay. Holy crap. We, that was, That was maybe the most professional intro we've had in like a year. (laughs) (laughs) We just, we just whizzed right through it. All right, let's do it. And
1: on to pop culture, folks.
3: I'm doing some soft (laughs) shoes.
1: How soft are your (laughs) shoes?
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I love it Uh, when we get to
1: start off our pop culture sections with Kotaku, Yes. news from the video game world. With with (laughs) racism and
0: stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. So, Uh, boys, you're really going to have to slow this down and explain it to me because I'm so confused because I know nothing. (laughs) So
0: there is, uh, let's start with the headline. Fortnite, which is a video game, is currently filled with racist AI generated art. Yeah. Yeah. Fortnite is an online game multiplayer. So anyone from across the world can play with each other and they have uh, creator modes where, uh, users can create their own content. They can create their own maps, they can create, and they can generate their own art and upload them to kind of describe what the map is meant to be. And Kotaku has gathered a bunch of these different maps. They said they found a, about 120 yeah. of them where the representative art for it is some variation of a fat and or racistly stereotyped character representing the type of location you're supposed to be playing in. So, you know, there might be a very fat, you know, Mexican man in a sombrero for that type of
3: environment. Of course, you can
0: imagine it gets worse than that.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the the names, uh, they describe some of them, it's like Arab Zone Wars uh nigerian zone wars china mm-hmm. zone wars
2: but zone wars is like a, a thing of the game right it's like everything is a yeah zone, war. zone wars means it's a mm-hmm. it's a zone it's, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. A- it's a it's a play space it's a a map that yeah you can, yeah yeah and i guess the the story here is more i mean of course this is happening because it's user generated content so users are going to be you know as terrible and varied as actual people are and yet the uh, creator of the video game, the people who own it and curate the content, uh, Epic, is, uh, hasn't done anything about it yet. Even though it's been reported to them and posted about publicly and talked about, um, when Kotaku reached out to them directly, um, they sort of quoted their anti-discrimination policies to back to them. With some boilerplate text, and also said, you know, we personally vet all of the user-generated content, which means they approve, yeah, which means they of yeah. all
1: of this stuff, yes, you
2: know? and couldn't so, possibly be true. There's no way they can monitor every user, every user posting
1: stuff. I no, mean, but I, they, I, they can monitor all the maps that people. Upload I think they to use AI. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, I'm sure their AI is like, yes, this AI content is fine. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I so I like that this art because I saw this and I was I like that they're acknowledging that like kind of that like this is racist and also fat phobic. Yeah. yeah. And I I'm trying to like, I've been thinking like, what is really the point of making these things? And I think it is just to get people like it's clickbait rage clickbait to get people to click on the maps and if that pushes it up in the algorithm or mm-hmm. whatever well they did point out that most of these maps
0: are not well visited they they aren't engaged with but some yeah. of them are and and one in particular had a sort of you know stereotypically racistly jamaican theme which it does have a lot of players like up to mm-hmm. 2000 at a given moment so by and large, they aren't getting that much attention. It's more the fact that so many of them exist and haven't been you know taken down yet.
1: Um, well, I thought their their investigation of it was actually pretty interesting. The Jamaican character you're talking about was sort of attributed as being the first of that generation. and the success of that mm. map uh, was one oh. of the reasons why they think the the fat character uh, became a, a a thing, right. Right. Can you help so, me understand
2: what, what was, because it looked like a fat guy in a Rasta hat. So I, I don't get, what was the objection?
0: Um, in I'm, that case, I think it was more stereotyping than out and out racism, but there mm-hmm, are others where yeah. like the, the, the same design of the fat guy on a different map is holding like a giant chicken wing, like fried chicken wing. Yeah. And you, that's where you start to get into like racist stereotypes and not just like.
1: Mm-hmm. They have a smaller you know, sample of the, the, the images on the article. And I actually found the racism of it much more shocking than the uh, the fat phobia. Some mm. of them did were clearly fat phobic to me, but some of them were just like, no, that's just a fat character. Right. You know,
0: Yeah. I, I don't think any of them are meant to uplift fat people. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think that's the goal of any of these images. No. Um, it's in the comments, and I don't recommend you dive into the comments on this article. I mean, there is some discussion going on that's of reasonable quality, but several people... A a not insubstantial number of people were basically chiming in and saying, I didn't realize these were racist stereotypes, Um, which doesn't necessarily excuse it. But I think there is just like straight up ignorance at play. Yeah. Um, You know, and I, yeah, I'm sure it's like they saw the success of this one. AI generated, Mm -hmm. you know, Jamaican looking map and
1: they jumped on that
0: bandwagon. I
1: feel like a lot of this Fortnite is a world famous game. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of this content is going to be produced by non-American people who in in countries where racial awareness has not begun yet, you know,
0: or just the stereotypes aren't known. Like, that's partially what I meant is it's just ignorance in some cases. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's Um, not to excuse it, but it is to acknowledge the situation.
3: mm I Actually, the the one you're talking, the the kind of top comment that is the most like, I didn't realize this was offensive. I was curious, like, is this person... Like, where where did they live? Because it's. I was wondering that, too. And to point just to point, I guess, a, a slightly
0: more positive light on it. That comment has like 14 kind of, you know, stars like somebody said, yes, I agree with whoever wrote this. And the response explaining what those stereotypes are and why they're not acceptable has 64. Yeah. So clearly, you know, th- I think the balance there is at least somewhat enlightened.
3: It's been interesting to kind of like revisit fat AI stuff since we first <laughs> talked about it. Because oh, fat AI, the, <laughs> the way and rate it has accelerated at, yeah, has just been so wild. To like the, you know, when we were first talking about it, it was these just such crude, like not even hu- barely yeah, human, barely human. Things. Yeah, it was very smeared. And there's all these, you know. quote unquote ai artists making uh you know the kind of like bear ai stuff chub chaser ai ai stuff gainer ai stuff and how much better it's gotten a lot of it is still very janky and like body horror (laughs) like malformed (laughs) but it's concerning and seeing how much people are just completely embracing it is also troubling.
2: I also think, though, it's starting to get played out. I actually am seeing less of it. I mean, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, as Because I think there is a backlash to it. I think there, you know, it, when people, the, the, the AI creators, put out like 100 images a day, I just think <laughs> it becomes, I mean, it just bankrupts itself.
1: Anyway, on a more positive note, we have an article at USA Today uh, Hold talking on. about, is it, is it I, positive? That's <laughs> a, I,
0: well, it sounds I like you're going to have a good discussion. feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an
1: attempt I mean, to move in a positive direction.
0: <sighs> I think this is an
2: yeah. it's something
3: if ever there were
2: one. Yes,
1: it's an it's something. Yeah, it's something. They are
3: not trying to help fat people. They're no. trying to help people with obesity. And yeah, this true. is number two. Obesity Care has released the Obesity Bill of Rights. The first and, of which, it, just to set the tone here, yes.
0: the first of which is, number one, the right to accurate, clear, trusted, and accessible information on obesity as a treatable chronic disease. Yeah.
2: Yes. And there begins my problem. <laughs> right. And that's the first problem. Um, it, it's so... It, 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 mm. there are such a series of premises. I, what it's really designed to do, these are eight, eight rights but what it's really designed to do and what the backers have designed it to do is to eliminate the prejudice and mistreatment and disrespect that fat people face in getting prescribed weight loss medication. Yes. Yeah. That is the that is the the line they are trying to get down. Uh so that and you should therefore never Therefore you know,
0: treating the disease.
2: Yeah, you yeah, the, the the prejudice of your doctor against fat people should never get in the way of you getting a prescription for Wagovi. That's that's <laughs> yes. how they're that's how this is really and moving. The the article
3: interviews Patty and, Patty niece who it, they really do detail kind of the bias and hatred she has received as a fat person throughout her entire life. The medical mistreatment, the neglect, um ignoring m- issues. And I do feel for her. I do think it's like I, I think this is important. Important, but it's the wrong way kind of like you know one of our first episodes when we talked about washington state yeah making obesity a disability to give protections to people and you know that's that was the first it's something this is very much an it's something um (laughs) but the kind of like russian nesting dolls of so you know there's the right to obesity care which is connected to the national consumers league and the national council on aging which i think is connected to other organizations which this is all money from drug companies and right. it's similar to the campaign the, the it's larger than me which was funded by norvo nordisk telling doctors to treat fat people with respect so they'll come to you to lose weight
2: and, Right. and get this medicine yeah
3: if you read
0: all of their i think what they're eight of them all Mm -hmm. eight of their their rights every single one with the possible exception of number five but not really is centered around those obese people seeking the medical care to treat the obesity that's right yes all of them yeah it's not just you know you need to respect people of all weights and size it's it's very much these obese people or have the right to seek out the medical care to treat their obesity. And it's just different wordings of that same idea.
1: Did you have something, Don? I feel like you... Yeah, I think I interpreted it this differently than you guys, where, like, I, I get what you're saying, and, and I don't disagree. This is uh, by the... This is clearly, here are some methods to improve people's access to WeGovi. But when you go down the list, some of these things are just common sense shit that we should be getting, right? Yeah. Right to accurate, clear, trusted, and accessible information on obesity as a treatable chronic disease. I don't agree with that final part of the sentence, but give me clear information that is accurate to my situation. And if that accurate information is, you are not in danger of dropping dead tomorrow, you're fine. Say that. You know, accurate information is accurate information.
2: Yeah. So really, Don, let's unpack that because I think what you... Put your finger on there is it opens up a Pandora's box of what's wrong here. And it's this idea that, you know, as a fat person, you're in you're entitled to respect and accurate medical information. I'm sorry, isn't everybody on the planet entitled to that? That mm-hmm. is such a basic, basic thing. But it is an acknowledgement that as a fat person, you probably won't get that. Yeah. That's number mm-hmm. one. And then number two, as you point out, the problem is, and so accurate information about what about getting you treated for your body
1: size yeah and that's the problem i have with that yeah. you know but mm-hmm. it, it's like it, it but if this is going to lead into a more comprehensive you know truthful accurate assessment of obesity issues in your life you know including you don't have any like well, you're fine yeah and like that's what i'm trying to get behind which right? it
0: should and yeah. there, But the, the problem, I think, that we haven't really touched on yet is that they are intending for this to be a resource for medical care providers yeah. to reference when treating their fat patients. Yes. And if this is your only point of reference, the yeah. only way that you're going to see the interaction is treat the obesity.
1: I can't yes. disagree with that. The yeah. way and this is phrased right now, yes.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, so the interview patty is who is the former chair of the Obesity Action Council, which is kind of like... <laughs> I, I was talking about this before we were recording. If you're familiar with DC Comics, there's the Crime Syndicate, which is like <laughs> the parallel Earth Evil version of the Justice League. To me, the Obesity Action Council is like the parallel NAFA, where it's like, well, we care about obese people and people with obesity because they need help in not being people with obesity. Like, it's just so like... I yeah. The, when I, I saw this the fact that it was the obesity bill of rights i'm like red flag number 1 and when they talk about people with obesity it's like okay red flag number 2 i like i think it's hard because you know fat people are just trying to find resources to help them deal with medical discrimination and yeah. i think yeah. it is like hard to see the like the thoughts and actions because i know so many people who are at different places in kind of like fat rights journey stuff and a lot of people not knowing that obesity is like kind of the the, the problematic nature of it especially in fat uh liberation spaces so like it's it's just so uh, frustrating and icky and i uh, yeah i i <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to Michael because he has his little hand raised. And I, <laughs> well, I have like. I mean, I liked the comparison with
0: Nafa because in this article, in the USA Today yeah. article, um, Tigris Osborne, uh, who is the uh, board chair for Nafa, executive um, director. Ooh. Oh, oh, they then they mislabeled her title. Then that's yeah. what they said: board chair. Um, anyway, executive director of Nafa um, points out. A she she mentions this feels like after turf, astroturfing, mm-hmm. which is uh, go into great efforts to hide the true sponsors of a message. Mm -hmm. Um, and as the, uh, article points out, uh, many of the organizations supporting the bill are backed by drug companies that make weight loss medications. So this is something in the actual, this is not just us like taking wild guesses. Yes. And she suggests that if you care about the health of fat people, you have to care about the, all of the health of fat people and not just the fat. Mm-hmm. which currently
2: which, this which, sort of which by the way is never the problem like you you don't, <laughs> don't actually they, die you don't actually die of ha- of having too much body fat it's never they, that
1: they do pay lip service to that on number 5 here like number 5 is is that exactly
0: that's why yeah. number 5 the fifth bill or the yeah. fifth right in their bill is the only one that to me could could be taken kind of, but one Why out don't of you read eight. it? Why don't
1: you
2: read it? Why don't you read it so people know? Okay,
0: kidding. number five, the right to person-centered care that is personalized, respects the individual's cultural beliefs, meets their specific health goals, and considers the person's whole health and not just their weight status. I don't have any objections to how that's written. It's more the fact that it's buried at number five and it's only one out of eight that actually says anything like that. that. It- that should be
3: number 1
2: that should be number 1 and see cuz here's here's the thing that gets me the biggest instance or i'd say the the most uh the gravest instance of medical malpractice with fat people is someone has scoliosis and, and, mm-hmm. and therefore has back problems but they're diagnosed with fat someone has yeah. cancer and has pain has problems focusing but they're diagnosed as fat that is that number 5 that you just read comes close but it is the weakest of weakest of of interventions to like look at how would you treat me if I were a thin person? How would you treat mm-hmm, me yeah. if you ignored my weight and focused on the actual medical problem?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, here's one of the things I find, this is what I find most interesting about it. If you read this list, um, the the list we've got basically has uh, the first half of each entry made in bold, right? And then a, a, a less bolded uh, follow-up to the paragraph. The bolded portion is always an, in its... Uh, something no one would argue with that everyone deserves. Right. Mm-hmm. So number one, the right to accurate, clear, trusted and accessible information. Who can disagree with that? Right. And then the second half, all of a sudden it narrows the scope of that. It's on obesity, but not obesity. It's on obesity as a treatable chronic disease. Yeah. Right. Right. So we're na- that's right. that's my problem there. Which like, is is inc- actually
2: factually controversial. Talking yeah. about obesity as a treatable disease is one of the most controversial things you can say about being fat. Yeah.
1: Anyway, it's an interesting, it's just an interesting article. It's something definitely worth uh, talking about. Um,
0: there, Trevor shared there is a NAFA version yes. of the Fat Bill of Rights.
3: Um, um, NAFA's uh, Healthcare Bill of Rights. I will share that as well. It is similar in a lot of ways, but it is not really, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the you know it is not there's no post uh, non bold text of like as a means to treat weight loss for all of <laughs> the things um, yeah. I mean that's really what's so deceptive and troubling about all of these things is because it seems like oh this is they're they're finally trying to be nice to fat people and it's always as a means to yeah. you know treat weight loss um, Yeah, but it sounds like I hear the eagles crying calling, oh yes let's let's do it. with some advice it's Fat Watch 2024. <sighs> we're soaring. We're scooting. <laughs> we're a little uh, tense. <laughs> we're, and I Zach, love this. I
2: love this <laughs> yeah. Fat Watch and I love anything to do with Zach Miko.
3: Zach Miko yeah. is here Once to help again. us out.
2: With
1: so, a who is Zach video.
3: Miko? He is a
0: plus-size male model and uh, he. this is a, a video from his Instagram channel where he's very active um, and he's sharing an experience he had uh on set on on the set of well on several sets the uh of being a model and, and having direction uh aimed at him which says suck in your gut
2: yeah he, he it's mm-hmm. not like it's happened one time he, yeah. he gets it consistently
0: yeah it's and he's like, like okay dude. like
2: He's like, dude, I'm always sucking in my <laughs> there gut. There is never a moment
0: in my life where I am not sucking it in. And he, he said, you know, I think it's really interesting because he shows you, he's like, here's me not sucking my gut in. And he sort of lets it all hang out. And then he sucks it in and he's like, he made a funny comment, which was when he let it out, he was like, It feels wrong to me. I have my lungs have too much room to expand. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love that. <laughs> which part. is a great way to describe <laughs>
2: that. <laughs> my my lungs have too much room. I must stop this now. Um no, what, what I love about this is he makes the point that, you know, it's if you are the person who doesn't feel comfortable just letting their abdominal muscles relax and looking Mm -hmm. looking like that then you know that's that's fine like suck it in don't suck it in nobody has the right to tell you what to do how how to stand and i love the way he followed it up with because you don't have to adjust your body to make other people comfortable
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's a really positive message i also like this snarkiness of like he leans in he's like you don't have to tell fat people how to try and be smaller. (laughs) We already know. Yeah. 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 We've been doing that since we
2: were born. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Um, I,
2: the the other thing is, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to his, uh, his Instagram or whatever, it is so worth it. He gives really great tips. He gives really great insights. Um, Mm -hmm. he's boy, he is not bad to look at. He's gorgeous. yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's, he just has a lot of great tips. I think he is, you know, he's a model and you don't think of models like moving the needle in terms of activism or social justice, but damn, he's, he's doing some good work.
0: Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And he's got a, I didn't realize this. He's got 121,000 followers on Instagram. Like he's not just some, you know, like, you know, 10 or 15,000 people who, who like to follow, like he's, you know, those are legit numbers, which is really Mm -hmm. cool to see
2: um and there are definitely other plus size male models to 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 follow you absolutely should and can uh yeah. and he just happens to be the one who's working i think hardest and having most of this message about like talking to his fans about mm-hmm. issues that he has and they probably have mm-hmm.
3: i i know i really related to, to that and i think as just a generally anxious <laughs> uh you know <laughs> f- former uh, anxious chubby child i am always holding my breath and just kind of clenching mm-hmm. the point to where, when I'm relaxed, Dan will be like, you ha- like, relax. You have to <laughs> like when he's uh, Dan's helping with my shoes. It's like, no, you need to relax. It's like, I am relaxed. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's my secret captain. I'm never relaxed. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I found this also very relatable because I am also of the exact same ilk where I've, I've been sucking it in since, as long as I can remember, I I, I genuinely yeah. like childhood. Mm-hmm. Don't remember when that started. Um, and in the last year, have have kind of really come to direct terms with that, and have had to kind of like work. Like I feel like I feel less anxious and less tense, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively, like mentally tense. When I'm not it sucking, can it can make
1: quite a change, can't it?
2: Well, I mean, yeah. he, he, it's, it's really Zach, interesting. I mean, Zach hits it right on the head when he says, "Like, oh my God, my air, my my lungs have so much more room to breathe." Yeah. Mm, yeah. How about breathing as a way of relaxing? You know, well, they, that's, they are. No, that's
0: part of it. That's part of it because I find that uh, when I am especially stressed, but I think just generally in life, I, I notice myself have barely breathing. Like I just have the like mm-hmm. shallowest of tiny little breaths. Mm. And then I realize, like, especially like I haven't played soccer in a really long time. And so if I'm not in a very active mode where I'm actually forcing my lungs to take in big breaths and expand, I realize like when I do that, I, 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 I have to fight to expand my lungs that much because mm-hmm. I'm just taking these little
3: tiny little anxiety mm-hmm. breaths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's all take a breath and gather around. We're going to the carpet. Cause it's story time. Story, gonna, time story
2: time. Crisscross
3: applesauce. Get a pillow. Get a little maybe Hanging
0: a little out. stuffy. <laughs> That's
2: right. And we have stories.
0: Yes, we do have stories. So, I Dan and Trevor have just come back from their cruise. They mm-hmm. have fun cruising stories to share. I
1: can't wait to hear them.
0: Yes. I I'm excited too. I feel like you guys should start us off. Um,
2: oh gosh, which story to tell first? Um, I'll, I'll start off
3: because I. I think Dan has a lot of kind of chaser technique
2: stories. This honestly, this this trip inspired me to like write (laughs) like the chaser workout plan Mm -hmm. because what how you need to be in shape and stronger to help your bad boy, Um, (laughs) and uh, and the other one is just like tips right and the other is just like there's just because there's just so many things that because we're not at home right and so i think at home it's not like we i don't do these things but on a cruise ship you're in a new environment but you're in this but you're in that environment for a straight week or even longer sometimes Mm -hmm. and like there's stuff that comes how do you you know how do you do that where do you put things how do you you know um but yeah the tracer workout plan i think is next on my to-do list as a writing (laughs) writing project (laughs)
3: um i like it (laughs) So one, I guess I I had a lot of encounters with people which were mostly positive. Um, and it was, you know, there was a bunch of, uh, you know, 90 something big fat gay guys and some chasers, encouragers thrown in there. So a noticeable group, lots of people asking about like, so,
2: uh. (laughs) <laughs> are you all part of a group
3: or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: we get, well to be fair not only are we like two or two to three times the phys- size individually of everybody else mm-hmm. on the ship but we're also like we're in an area of the dining area of the main mm-hmm. dining hall like we're we're clearly a group yes yeah, it's a, group.
3: a community event yeah, yeah. um include so a couple people asking this question usually at times when i'm like kind of stressed out and like we're trying to get off the ship for an excursion or something um, and there was a point where we were waiting for an elevator for uh, our excursion in San Juan. We were doing a, a tour and there's a woman in a scooter and her friend. And she's like, oh, are you part of a group? I'm like, oh, yeah, like we're a, it's a bunch of big, fat gay guys and their admirers. And the one's like, oh, she's like, I I can't remember exactly how she said it. But she's like, oh, you know, I date bigger guys. And her friend is like, oh, yeah, she, <gasps> she's like, I don't skinny dip. I chunky dunk.
1: Ah, that's <laughs> and, a great phrase
3: episode yeah. title thank yeah. you lady <laughs> <laughs> and i was just so excited and she's like oh are y'all from san francisco which i thought
2: I, it was you like know, you're gay you must be from san francisco
3: uh but then she also asked like, oh do you know so and so which i did not i don't remember the name i did not recognize the name and I was telling everyone about it later. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I finally found uh, female fat admirers in the wild. <laughs> and I was describing them. And someone was like, oh, my God. She's like, that's the woman who was taking pictures of everyone at the pool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh. she seemed like she was
3: really excited.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, She's she has banked yeah. yeah,
3: It's not just, what it's an not incredible just the men surprise who for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: she got... She got more
3: than she bargained for in the best possible way on that cruise. Yep, Um, (laughs) and it was just so so exciting, and we saw them a couple other times. Just picturing these
1: poor women being like, "Why are all the good ones like? (laughs) (laughs) Why are they all gay? Why are all the fat ones gay?"
2: Um, You know, is this is this the new term that's going to replace Chubby Chaser is Chunky Dunker? Ew. I hope not. Look, Chubby, <laughs> Chubby Chaser's not great, no, but that's worse. That's not okay. <laughs> that's worse. I don't um, know. I think it's gonna give Chubby Chaser a run for its money. Uh, oh, another uh,
3: term that I I think was supposed to be a slur <laughs> or like a clever slur <laughs> what? was um
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So they're frequently with cruises there will be like an official facebook group so people can like meet each other ask questions or whatever and one of my friends was in the group and shared a post that was it was a woman sharing pictures from the end of her trip and she's like oh just some photos of you know the ship and someone replied oh nice pictures but you're missing the teletubby convention which was us
2: which was
1: us, yeah
3: (laughs) which it's like i and i was like Really, like then, like racking my brain, I'm like, is it so? It's Teletubby because you know Tubby, and because the Teletubbies are gay. Because there was that yeah,
2: whole thing I about, remember like, the po whole like gay. gay. Yeah, I don't think gay. it's that deep. I just think they were looking for a word that used a phrase with Tubby. Or yeah. They didn't do a very good job. No, but, I, well, come I on. Were they drunk too? Yeah. <laughs> no. In case you're not picturing this, it's basically it's a Facebook group for people on the ship at the time. Yeah, so for all the group, people, for all the people, right? Yeah. So, and and I kind—I mean, here's the other thing too—is you're missing—you're missing the Teletubby convention. It also signals that we were noticed and we were missed. Like, how come you didn't take pictures of them? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I sort of see it as a backhanded form of you know m- inclusion. But I mean, I'm,
0: I'm not sure she like missed it. Like she wished you had been in there. I think she was more I, pointing
3: out that yeah. There were some obvious exclusions. And
2: yeah, yeah. Which, if I, know.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a picture of this woman because I feel like it really just encapsulates. Like <laughs> this is her Facebook profile picture, and it no, encapsulates. Wait, this is the person some, I,
2: who said that. Who said Teletubbies?
3: Yes, and okay. it really just shows it, like everything you need to know about this woman.
2: All
1: right, let's
3: see it.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. oh that is,
1: yeah, yeah. That is a there Karen grown up. Oh my that god. Is, yeah, That's, that is the, the queen of the Karens. Okay. You know what? It, I just realized. <laughs>
3: She looks like Donald Trump.
1: Yes, she does. Oh, my God. Yes, she, she totally does. does. Oh, my God. She is Donald Trump in drag. Yeah, that's Donald Trump in drag.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. And that actually sounds like something Donald Trump would say. Like, oh, you know, those. like if he knew about the podcast. Oh, the Teletubby podcast. Those yeah. Teletubbies.
0: Yeah, that's. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it a hundred percent. Maybe she she got her hair styling tips. Cause she has that kind of like leathery orange look too. Yeah. She
2: has leathery orange skin and she has this wispy over dyed, <laughs> over processed hair. Yeah. And uh,
3: her name uh, her name was Christy and just like I Of course it was. Uh when someone posted that like in the you know, the the cruise our cruise group. I just replied uh, with her picture like, you got Christie'd. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Because it'll be at least 10 or 10 or 20 years before there are Tiffany's who look like Mm -hmm.
0: that. Oh boy. Don, do you want to go next or should I go next?
1: You go, you go ahead. All
0: right. I have, I mean, I had a few ideas and I think maybe one I'll just save for like a a main subject later on, but one of them, uh, I have two, I have two little sort of shorter stories. One. uh, So I got my hair cut, like big old haircut, short hair now. And um I went to a new hairdresser because the one the woman who had been uh, doing my longer hairstyle uh is pregnant and is on maternity leave. Um and so the the new hairdresser uh is a fat woman, uh younger than I am. I think she's like in her young to mid-twenties. And we were talking, and so my partner Michael also goes to the same uh hair salon and but we've never gone at the same time. And so apparently when Michael was there after I got my haircut. Um, He heard two of them talking about the makeover guy because I had my hair cut so short that they were referring to me Ah, as the makeover guy. And he mentioned that I was his partner. And so when I went back for my next haircut, she was like, you buried the lead. You didn't tell me that you had that that was your guy. And she was like super nice. And I was like, oh, this is great. And we started talking, we had this amazing conversation. I was, I was there for like a a 30 minute haircut and I was there for a solid hour, like, because we were talking about like fatness and living life as a fat person. And she didn't Mm -hmm. know I did the podcast. And so, you know, she was talking about like, she's trying to be healthier. And we went into this whole, like, you know, health isn't fat, like they're Mm -hmm. not synonymous Mm -hmm. and had like, and so I was just like. It felt really good to, A, just feel educated. Like I was like, I can actually speak to this because we've spent four years like (laughs) talking about and learning about all of these subjects and then getting to share that with her and not just to like, you know, in giant air quotes, educate her. Like, I don't think I needed to be there to do that. It was more her seeing someone who looked like me being Mm. an ally and an advocate made her day. Because she didn't, even though I have a fat partner, that wasn't necessarily going to be the conversation. And she was just like, by the end of that conversation, she was just like glowing. We had a great, great time. I shared the tip, you know, I, I couched it. I was like, you know, in case you had not heard this already, I think this is a good tip about dealing with your doctor when they're refusing to treat your actual symptoms. They're saying just lose weight. And I was like, yeah, do tell the doctor to write in your chart that they're refusing to treat these symptoms. And she was like, oh my God, that's like a really good idea. Yeah. I'm going to try that. And so it's like, I don't know, it just, it felt so gratifying to have an in-person interaction with a total like, you know, civilian stranger and to get to like actually share all of this stuff that we talk about every week. It was very, very cool.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yay! Yay.
0: Yay. The second one I have is just like a very short, easy thing. I started playing a video game called The Ghost of Tsushima and uh, it came out a few years ago. Um, I just picked it up and there is a character in there uh, who is a fat character. And there, so far, I haven't come across a single fat stereotype. He has a dramatic storyline. He's a warrior monk and his brother was killed. And so he joins your character on the quest to kind of take the island back. And I looked it up because I was curious they have a Japanese voice actor and an English, I think American voice actor. Um, both of the voice actors are also fat. Oh wow! Oh, and I was like, this is really cool. Like, and the model of the character in the game is named uh, Norio, uh Looks like the looks to me, it looks a lot like the uh, English voice actor
1: oh. uh, whose name oh. is
0: Earl T. Kim. And the Japanese voice actor, I'm sure I'll get this pronunciation terribly, terribly wrong, but Mitsuwaki Kanuka. Um, just really, really cool to sort of stumble across a fat character. And I was instantly like, oh my God, this is, you know, bracing for the fat jokes because game is great otherwise. And you just don't want to get slimed when you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And he just like, he had like this just real dramatic storyline that had nothing to do with being fat. He was just a fat character.
2: You were candied.
0: I was candied. Yay! Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you hardly ever Shishima. see that,
1: especially in video games, especially Yeah. especially in video games. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, you know, stereotypically, that's the home of fat people. Like, we're supposed mm-hmm. to be playing video games, right? <laughs> be nice to us. We're your that's audience. Right.
0: <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah. We're your target demographic, Jerks. Yeah.
1: For my story, it, it, similar to Michael's story, I've my journey in the podcast has been one of, like, personal examination, right? Like, mm. that's part of my reason for being here, right? Um, and sort of assessing what being fat has done to my brain over my lifetime has it affected the way I interact with people? How it affects how I see myself, right? And now it's interesting for me to get into these conversations with, I don't know what to call them, the newly fat, right? Uh, um, okay. People who have gotten fatter either post-COVID or because of certain life changes or they've gotten older. And now they're discovering life on the other side of the coin, right? Mm. And for some reason, a lot of them have found me recently and I've been chatting with them. And mm. I was chatting with this woman who... Talking with her underscored how far I've come in my own thinking, even though I don't always feel like it. Right, there are times mm-hmm. when I feel like I could be overly down on myself for stupid reasons for stuff we've talked about a thousand times. Um, but then talking with her about the cons, it's like what you were talking about with your hairdresser, Michael, on mm-hmm. uh, like her sort of realizing for the first time, like, oh, I could ask my doctor to take me seriously and actually like make notes that he's not taking me seriously in my chart. Right. Yeah. Shit like that, where like she didn't have a comprehension that she could be physically attractive as a larger, like it was just out of, it just wasn't even in the realm of possibility. Yep. You know, um, the, the concept that, okay, I guess I just have to dress schlubby now because that's what's available to me. Like all of these things that we've gotten used to, that we've overcome, that we've fought that have been mind Like, in the rear view mirror seem surmountable, right? It's mm-hmm. interesting me for me to start encountering people where, that are still at that starting point, that these first steps are still so hard on. And, mm. you know, it, it gives you your own yardstick of how far you've come. And hmm. uh, for those of you who are working on like things like self-esteem or, you know, trying to uh, find space for you in a world when you feel like it's not given to you, Right. After you've done the work, take some time every once in a while to breathe and see how far you've come and appreciate the journey because you won't notice it unless you make the effort. And if that was very worth it for me.
2: Yeah. So I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. So for my story, I, I learned so much <laughs> about wheelchairs especially wheelchairs that one is given to use in mm-hmm. places like airports I know so much about that now and in fact that's going to be our, our tip a little bit later on um, <laughs> okay so you know Trevor you know he can he's he's plenty mobile he's more limber than I am but you know getting these long-haul distances in big airports uh, I'd say that's that's it's a, a lot way. for you Trevor that's a lot mm-hmm. for you Trevor yeah, well, and, and it's so,
3: always it's so unknown depending on the airport,
2: and yeah. even even when it's a not so enormous airport, we seem to be at the gate at the end of whatever always. terminal. We oh my
1: god, it's yeah, forever. I'm pretty sure they screen for fat people and move the planes to the front. I think point they do. Like, them. oh, there's more fat people in this flight. Let's put <laughs> it way out there. They need the exercise. So, uh, <laughs>
2: and then and Laguardia just did a whole remodel, and it's gorgeous. But one of the things they did was they made the terminals enormously like there's there's actually you have to go over this massive bridge to get to the new terminal it's like a satellite terminal but instead of taking a bus to it you walk in in, in a walkway to it so the anyway the distances are massive and we've been encountering this we've been at several airports now and so I am the expert now in airport wheelchairs <laughs> <laughs> and how to transport because usually between the two of us, we have six pieces of luggage, uh, which includes Trevor's CPAP. So there's like four for Trevor and two for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh but anyway, so just getting and how do you get these? And 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 yes, it's getting a wide wheelchair, but a wide wheelchair, you know how you know how a lot of clothing isn't really designed for fat people. It's just been sized up. Like it's a 32 mm-hmm. 32, but they but okay, so I guess you need a 64-64. like it's just been everything's been expanded it doesn't fit anybody it doesn't now it doesn't double it just double it and there's a lot of wheelchairs so like like the i guess the the wide wheelchairs they're not really designed to handle the weight of that width and Hmm. so the wheels are like are are like are are pushing in and they put there was one wheelchair we pushed okay this is the story (laughs) there's this one wheelchair and i'm having a horrendous time with it because we are I think, I think it was even on, there's a difference between pushing a wheelchair on carpet and pushing a wheelchair on just flat tile floor. But this Mm -hmm. was, I think it was flat, but the wheel was out of alignment. And so it's creating extra friction. And then it starts pushing against the side of the chair. Oh, yeah. And so I am. And and I am and I'm a pretty strong guy, so I'm using a lot of force to get Trevor down this walkway, and it's generating more and more friction and more and more friction to the point that it is heating the metal on that side of the chair <gasps> to the point where it's burning Trevor's thigh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Uh, that takes a lot of force and a lot of a lot of uh, diligence, but I did it. <laughs> good job good job and so uh we would have to take breaks one for my right arm because my left arm is doing almost nothing that's effortless my right arm is pushing as hard as it can because it's trying to overcome the friction right mm-hmm. and then we also have to break because you know trevor needs time to cool off his thigh yes. on that
3: side <laughs> to blow <laughs> off <out> the fire <laughs> yeah, you need to we get need, a water cooled wow. wheelchair no
2: like no i'm sorry a wheelchair should not be designed such that it needs a heat shield <laughs> <laughs> this is not Apollo 1 re-entering. <laughs> so, but luckily, we have a solution, dear listener. Yes. We okay. have found, or you should say, Trevor has found. So we were at we are at the airport, and there's actually a wheelchair system that is perfect. It even has a little cubby underneath it so you can put a backpack, maybe even a, a suitcase. And it is made by a company called Staxis. Staxi Wheelchairs.
0: Like taxi with an S on the front. Yeah, yes. exactly
2: right. So, taxi with an S. So, stack. And because uh, they do not collapse like a wheelchair, but they do stack like shopping carts. Oh, okay. Oh, right? And they are the best design ever. I push Trevor effortlessly with these things. Mm-hmm. They're really great. And assuming that, and, and they even have a program. If you, I'm sorry, if you travel a lot with airports, get your airport to get one of these things. They have a, a, repla- a low cost replacement program where they'll basically. They'll credit you. You give them a wheelchair. They'll give you one of their taxis, and so it's a way of phasing them in at a so so that there's not a huge capital outlay for the airport or the or the or the museum. Like they'd be great at museums. Any place you need a a a public uh, wheelchair, you use a taxi. It's fantastic. They should be paying me to say. I'm just so. I
1: say we
3: need to get a sponsorship. I, I was I was talking to Dan about like if how do we like donate these to places we want to go like like lacma like how do i contact lacma like i would like to donate a one of these systems to you because it's just so amazing and they have different models and the base their base level holds up to 600 pounds their heavy duty model holds 800 pounds wow yeah which is just so unusual like i'm like this is like such an unusual accommodation
2: Yeah. And it's Um, built, it's built sensically. It's engineered really well so that the weight is over the back wheels and the front wheels are free to move, which sounds like just a regular wheelchair too. But the wheels are small and they're maneuverable and they're not made of these pneumatic tubes that just (laughs) like, that's another, there's another (laughs) friction thing I have to overcome is because Trevor crushes the wheels (laughs) on the regular wheelchair. I just
0: (laughs) want to say in this whole discussion of the wheelchairs and Trevor on the wheelchair, I've been imagining Trevor is sitting on a wheelchair that has little four-inch tall wheels, (laughs) and then like using his two fingers to like
3: push the (laughs) board, like daintily roll forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it's kind of like that. (laughs) So anyway, I have a lot of opinions, and by the Mm way, if you think about think about where wheelchair grips are, like they're these two little two little rods that come out of the back of the wheelchair like mm-hmm. towards you you know what i'm talking about right if you've ever yeah. seen a wheelchair yeah. certainly if you've pushed a wheelchair you know that your hands are in this weird position which is horrible if you're moving a lot of weight right you want a bar right yeah you mm-hmm. want a They're bar just angled. Push.
0: 90 degree yeah. turn just turn them the other way yeah
2: so of course the taxis have this and uh, they have a braking system that is not based on friction but based on gearing um oh. i love these oh, things so much <laughs> um wow. i mean so that was going to kind of be
3: a tip but i guess Another tip slash story is we did an accessible tour in San Juan, which was good. It was fine. Um, they did not really account for like, I, I was trying to figure out like, how do I communicate to uh, these cruise companies that like access, like size accessible is a thing?
2: Yeah. The point you're making is that accessible usually to them just means does the van have space for a wheelchair? And yeah. that's really not Nearly enough,
0: oh right because yeah.
2: Trevor doesn't need to take a wheelchair on the tour, but he'll need two seats, you know right yeah right and right. and so I could sit um, with him and
3: a- anyway, um we ended just because of the lack of options for tours uh, in Saint when we went to St. Thomas, we did a private tour, which we used an outside excursion company and basically hired you know it was someone with a van will take you around and give you a tour. And we told them, like, hey, one of us is very fat and, like, needs, you know, uh, we'll have have some issues with distances and, like, to let them know so it's not, like, I don't know. A motorbike with a sidecar as the, the <laughs> No, um, it was
2: really great because it was it was it was a native, someone who was mm-hmm. born and raised on the island. Um, no, he didn't have a history degree, so we didn't have that aspect, but we had like the sort of the real world, like this is what we're dealing with today. And, you know, when I grew up, that was the high school I went to. And yeah. really, you know, really cool stuff. And hmm. it was just uh I think it was just we two in an SUV.
3: Yes. Oh, cool. And yeah. it was uh, I mean, with cruises, there's the whole thing, depending on when you buy it, you get different deals. But we paid basically the same amount for the two of us to do that tour as we did for the accessible tour. Yeah. And I think it is a great oh, wow. way to find, uh, you know, size accessibility when you're traveling and want to do a tour is nice. Uh, I booked it through Viator, which is through, I guess it's a trip advisor company, but there's lots of different ways to do that. And I suggest
2: people do that when they travel. Yeah. Because Excellent. you'll get exactly what you want. It will accommodate you. And the party is only as big as you want to invite friends. Like if you just want, you know, just you, that's fine. You yeah. can do
1: that.
0: All right. Do we have a, a, un bit for
1: today? We do have a bit today. Uh, since we had talked earlier in the episode about the obesity bill of rights, <laughs> um, I thought like, you know, we, we have some perspective on things that we should have the right to do in the doctor's office. So um we should have our big fat gay podcast list of rights. And so I thought each of us should contribute a little something. What is what is a right that you should have in the doctor's office when you go? Um I, <laughs>
0: I have kind of a facetious one.
1: Okay. I mean it's it's
0: serious and facetious. So mine is uh the right to have your body shape described not as a disease, but simply as your body, like any other <laughs> That's very
1: controversial, Michael. (laughs) I know, but
3: (laughs) look, I came out swinging. (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a, I mean, just base level, entry level.
2: (laughs) Uh, I have one. Yeah. Or at least I, I, or at least a strong, a strongly worded suggestion uh, that to just get rid of the weigh-ins, get rid of the weigh-ins. Every time you go to the doctor, the, the nurse, you know, weighs you. Uh, Get rid of it unless it comes up in the consultation that you're going to be prescribed something and the doctor has a doubt about the dosage, which wouldn't, which would he, which he or she would need body weight for. Hmm. So if, unless it becomes medically necessary, just get rid of the medical weighing.
3: I like that. I like that.
2: Yeah.
1: I wouldn't mind it.
3: I don't really know how to phrase this as a thing, but like. We need to talk about furniture in doctors' offices, yes. oh just in general. Yes. And like, we need to completely rethink this. I mean, if if you are someone who is a doctor who is going to have the nerve to tell someone to lose weight, or just be like, oh, well, maybe it's because you're fat. No arm, just any doctor. No armchairs in waiting rooms. We as a society have evolved beyond the need for armchairs yeah. anywhere, yeah. but especially doctor, doctors' offices.
1: It's weird. I go to Cedars for most of my medical stuff. And I'd say half the doctors I see there have wide chairs, which mm-hmm. just points out the ones that don't, you know, like yes, it makes yeah. it that much clearer.
2: Yeah. But it's, it's odd, though, isn't it? Isn't it, Don, that even those wide chairs have arms?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, you, you could eliminate the need for a lot of them if you just. Mm. I believe that we should be allowed, should the doctor break any of those rules or come into question of any of them. We may continue the appointment with their testicles in our hands. <laughs> and if they displease us again, we may do with those testicles as we wish.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Assuming the doctor has I think that cut down on as, some of the, the that I'm do.
1: Assuming the doctor has testicles. Yeah, yeah. I would okay, also replace testicles with genitalia. <laughs> Ooh, okay. No. that's <laughs> <laughs> You're not making this better. Uh, well, dear listener, do you have another right that you believe we should all have? At the medicals, o- the medical professionals' office, Trevor. Where could they tell us about it?
3: Well, listener, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram That is at Big Fat Gay Oh, I haven't done this in a minute. Uh, <laughs> where is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just all we out broke, of Trevor. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook at the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, any of your preferred listening podcast platforms, YouTube, music now, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BigFatGayPod. See the articles we talked about at www.BigFatGayPod.com, baby. Don't forget to
1: send us those Valentine's Day letters. Valentine's
2: Day questions. I I flubbed it,
3: but I nailed it. I nailed the landing, sort of. Maybe you're writing Valentine's. And you think of an idea to send to us. Ooh? But you hear you hear a little knocking at your window and it's it's Michael, <laughs> and he's a little cherub, he's cupid, <laughs> but he's got a bow and arrow, so, so watch out. I'm in the okay. <laughs> To Photoshop that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might have the,
3: that's gonna be the the Valentine's Day episode little picture. <laughs> oh this little blurry cherub Michael.
2: Do you have a picture of him in a diaper?
3: Uh, nobody does.